The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. Here is a letter from radio friend Tim. And unlike some radio friends who've hung in there with your buddy Humble for 30, 35 years, Tim is a relatively new member to this club. But he has distinguished himself and caused me to look forward to his emails because he writes things like this. Now listen, this is what Tim says. I attended eight schools in six states between preschool and the end of high school. Some were public, some were private. They varied considerably in standards and their application. One thing I can say for private schools, you get beaten up by a better class of person. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. One. Two, three, four. One in a million is lucky in love. One in a million is blessed from above. While others sought romance, I left it to fate. I never had a chance, the odds were too great. I've a conviction that I must be wrong. Stranger than fiction, you happen along. Though it's a million to one, it's true. My one in a million is you. That do that that.
nothing sought romance I left it to fate I never had a chance The odds were too great Yeah Though it's a million To one it's true Peter Eklund. We're going to hear a little bit of Peter Eklund today. Isn't it great that you can go online now and get the answer to most any technical question? Imagine being able to do that when I was a kid in school in 1941. Today, I tried to find out how to make the base of Masha's vacuum cleaner drop down. And if you've ever tried to do this before, ever tried to do this kind of thing before, you will believe that I filled out three pages online, on the online questionnaire, before I was told it would cost me $18 for the answer. (laughs) I finally solved the problem myself by simply kicking the vacuum cleaner and jumping on it. Stan Getz. Stan Getz. 
Because I could never afford... Well, you've heard me say this so many times. Because I could never afford to have children, I'm, I'm constantly amazed by the short-sighted and offhand manner in which parents treat their little ones. Parents I've seen talk to children as if they were children. If I had a child, I would employ linguistic constructs conducive to the child's social development and economic advancement. I once read that an anxious hostess who scalded a five-year-old Aldous Huxley with tea inquired as to his condition. Aldous Huxley reportedly replied with, Madam, the pain has somewhat abated. Wouldn't even a below-average child quickly absorb the language employed by his parents? Another thing I don't understand is the games children are encouraged to play. Listen to this. My wife is teaching a grandchild to play cribbage. Wouldn't thinking grandparents teach the child to count cards, you know, so she'd be able to support them in in their old age?
turn a beggar man away from your kitchen door If he was tired and hungry, his heart was tired and sore Whoa. if I would have released that one if I were playing trumpet on that one. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you know, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And this one made me laugh the other day. I, I typed into my computer, I don't need this aggravation. And I looked at aggravation like I do many words, and I waited for aggravation to get the little red arrow under it so I could click it. You know how it works. So I could click it and change it to the correct spelling. But I couldn't believe that aggravation didn't change. I couldn't believe that I spelled a multisyllabic word correctly, because I can't spell, surprise me. And I didn't need the spell corrector. I suppose... It's like talking with your wife. You know, if you talk long enough, sooner or later you finally get something right.
Fletcher Henderson, probably from around 1924, even before I was born, Copenhagen. Ever been to Copenhagen? Mm-hmm. I, I was there a few months ago, drove, drove around it. <laughs> I can remember going there when I was a kid, when it drove into Copenhagen on a moped, if you can believe such a thing. Before Marshall and I could do our income tax, I had to... I had to read my diary for last year, you know, see how many times I visited the doctor. You know about that kind of thing, get the traveling mileage, that kind of thing. And I read that, well, made me realize that last year was not one of my better years. My knees were bad last year. So, so many pages I saw in my diary told of my hobbling about in pain. And then, are you listening? Finally, a diagnosis of Lyme disease, those horrible tick things. Two weeks of pills, and that was the end of lame knees. Now let me tell you about one of the, let me tell you about one of the more interesting things I read in my 2016 diary while I was looking up that mileage. I'm lying in a hospital. I'm lying strapped. Uh, not strapped, but stripped on a table. I'm, I'm not strapped. I'm stripped down on a table as nurses scurry about me, pasting wires all over my body. Can you see it in your mind? Here I am, nothing on, laying on my back on a table in a in an operating room. Nurses are putting wires on my body. And I said, I said, when I die, my last words are going to be, I buried the money for you at, and one of the nurses shouted, Revive this man! Fall in love, yes, fall in love with you. I had to stumble, I had to tumble, like Humpty Dumpty too. I took a fall, my heart and all for you. I said that I 
not be led by romance Then right at your first glance I fell like a drinker Hook, line and sinker I had to do it Was glad to do it Sweetheart, I never knew How grand it was To fall in love with you Your first glance. What happened? I fell like a drinker, hook, line, and sinker. I had to do it, was glad to do it. Sweetheart, I never knew how grand it was to fall in love with you. Peter Eklund here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. We have a computer telephone. And because our computer telephone is kind of temperamental, I'm going to have to invest in a cell phone. I'm managing a rental house in Tenet's Harbor, and people tell me I'm breaking up when I try to talk to them on my computer phone. Now, we're talking business here. And when it comes to putting bread on the table... You know, fellas got to start to get serious. Now, this, this could be an interesting learning experience for me, learning how to, run this, how to run this cell phone thing. For years, people with cell phones have stopped in our driveway to talk. They're going along in their car. All of a sudden, they whip into our driveway, and you see them sitting there talking on their cell phone. And this might be because our driveway is the best place in our village for cell phones to work. 
I do remember years and years ago when Larry Folders was making a movie down Stonington. He was living in our house, and it seems that he spent a lot of time lying on the floor in the upstairs northwest bedroom because that was the only place his cell phone worked. Years ago, I remember writing about seeing people running around in their backyards like a chicken with its head cut off, you know, running around in circles. And I finally discovered that they were only looking for a place where their cell phone would work.
Wow, what a bass player. Ooh, I wonder if that was George Mraz or somebody like that. What a sound. What a sound he was getting. And he was one of those bass players that doesn't just play all the notes in the right place. He he actually pushed with them, moved it. Wow, wow, wow. Stan Getz. You know, <clears throat> let, me, yeah, let me think about this. You know, uh... You know people who see the bright side of everything. A woman in Maine said that after a blizzard in February, her roof was leaking and she couldn't get anyone to fix it. Imagine that. One of her Maine friends wrote back to her and said that the good thing about living in a tiny camper in Florida all winter is not seeing the roof in your Maine house leaking in February. Think about this. You come back home to your main house in April, and you might see a spot on the rug and some ceiling plaster on the floor. You kind of wonder where it came from, but after you sleep up, sweep up that plaster, it really doesn't matter, and you forget about it.
I guess that's the end of it here. Because I haven't seen this for a year or two, it warrants our attention right now. Someone on a blog wrote, What good would it be to have term limits for Congress critters if the vedempt lobbyists are still around? Imagine a nice tender new-baked congressperson goes to Washington and here comes the big bad wolf waving seduction under their virgin noses. Does this make sense to you? What would happen if the only experienced people in Washington were the lobbyists? Is there anything to be said for tribal knowledge? You've heard of tribal knowledge. You know what it is. Does it take as long to learn how to become an effective congressperson as it takes to learn how to teach school? I would think so. What do you think would happen if teachers right out of college didn't ask old, experienced teachers in the next room what to do? What do I do with him? And what would happen if new people weren't constantly entering every profession? Now, you might want to think about this. Do you think there's any value in tribal knowledge? friends. 
ukulele ache. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite favorite uh, station. Let me see if I can turn my hearing aids up. These earphones I get on, I'm not... I don't know where the button is that makes me... T- enables me to turn them up. That goes down. That goes up. I guess I got them up high as I can get them. If you don't want to hear whining and sniveling and crying, well, you can stop listening right now because I'm going to whine and snivel about the problem I have with too many things in this world that are changing too rapidly in my life. Booking.com is an online company that people turn to when they want to find a place to spend their upcoming vacation. I want you to know that Booking.com is a powerful engine that brings hundreds of affluent Europeans to our hotels and resorts in Maine. They have sent many nice people from all over Europe to our bed and breakfast, and they get a 15% commission for doing it, which I am glad to pay. And all of this is good and well. I like it. I'm happy. If I do have a problem with any organization with whom I do business or with which I do business on the Internet, and this includes the page in which I read the weather report, it is that they are constantly improving their web pages. Do you know what I'm talking about here? You just get so you can handle a web page when some child changes it to make it look more like a challenging video game. I don't need this aggravation. I don't need a challenge. I'm like you in that I have things I have to do. But nowadays, the tools that you and I need to survive in this Internet world are changing too rapidly. Open up your favorite old work site, and it no longer works. My Gmail was changed a month or two ago, and now managing the people in your Gmail account can be compared with an old man playing volleyball in hip boots. My email used to work slick. There was an email program I used used to use 20-so years ago. Do anything you asked it to do like a rocket. Sort people into groups, stack them up, stack them down, stack them sideways, print off lists of everyone who lived in Ohio, zip, bang, so you could tailor your message to that particular group, you know. Those days are gone, my friend. If there is an email program designed for someone in business, it certainly isn't Gmail. If there's a use for the Gmail we have today, it might be introducing infants in cribs to the red, blue, and green colors of the rainbow that flash on the screen. <laughs> anyway, my question for you is, you still there? My question for you is, have you ever seen a new web page that was better than the one that preceded it? If you can tell me about one web page that made your life easier, I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com and I'd like to know about it.
Is it yes, is it no, is it maybe? Pardon me, pretty baby, don't I look familiar to you? Oh, come on, get acquainted. There's a bench in the park, newly painted. Great idea, honey, ain't it? At least it's something to do. Was it summer when I met you? Was it underneath the moon? Were we dining? Were we dancing? How could you forget so soon? I paid for the room. Oh, how's your mother? How's your dad and your sister and your brother? Oh, pardon me, pardon me, or another. Don't I look familiar to you? Three times? Only twice. Peter Eklund here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Almost time to get out of here. Facebook friend Paul says that my wife and I need to adopt a teenage kid to keep us a beam of the many new words that come into the language. Now here's a word I heard today for the first time. That word is selfie stick. I have been told that a selfie stick enables you to hold your camera out so you can take a picture of yourself. Well, I don't have a camera that I could put on a stick, so I probably wouldn't. Maybe that's why I've never heard of a selfie stick. We do take care of a friend's dog, and this dog takes the place of a child. We don't need to adopt a teenage child. We've got this dog. Throw the ball, feed the dog twice a day, take him across the road for an occasional walk, and 
And not only is this dog grateful, but he never sulks or talks back.
Harry Allen, Joe Combe. All I can do is thank you for listening because I don't have time to tell you about the English and the Dutch. I just read that the English and Dutch eat too much meat, but if I start to tell you about it, I'll get halfway through and you'll be wondering how the story ends because it's time to get out of here. Thank you again for listening. With any luck at all, I'll be back here next week, same time on your favorite station, playing old-fashioned music just for you.